AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I got this feeling that I've been through before. I got this feeling that I've been through before. Hello and welcome to We Knows Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney and live from Grand Cayman in the Caribbean, it's Beth Newell. Hello from the Caribbean. Oh my God. How are you? We literally have not spoken since you left. I'm good. I would rather be laying on the beach right now. But... Oh, this, what a burden <laughs> this is for you. Uh, I could feel you reluctantly when I texted you uh, telling you, hey, I need you to record. You being like, how much time? And uh, <laughs> I'm like, you have time. But I understand you're on vacation. You don't want to work. So I don't hold that against you. Um, is there anything you particularly are appreciating being away from all of us? Um, you know, just not having to take care of anyone and, you know, relaxing. It's pretty obvious. You know, also sunshine. So you're feeling happy. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's a victory for all of us. And I, <laughs> I support this. Um, so the big news this week, uh, Beth, I'll have a lot to tell you, and I'm sure there's not much you have to tell me. But uh, we were planning to have my mom on the podcast, and um, she vehemently refused. <laughs> and she, I, from a very self-conscious, she's like, no one wants to hear from me. She's... She's like me in that she says everything she's thinking out loud, maybe more so. But unlike and you, she doesn't seek a constant public platform to do it. That's quite true. And we had a, a bit of a fight about it. Not really. We don't. <laughs> we get along really well. But I was like, We're, you're doing it. You're doing it. She's like, I'm not doing it. And then today, right before she, she just left, right before she left, she was like, so we're not recording? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I just gone to the gym and I was exhausted. And I was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. But she would have done it. And now I sort of regret that I didn't do it. Um, um, I think better that you left her alone a little bit. Yeah. So my mom, you're gone. My mom came and it was really great. Um Obviously, our children love her, and they were engaged, and no complaints. So you want to know what the big thing that's happened this week, Beth? What? Two things. One, bedtime is the greatest. Uh, So first two nights, I was like, okay, Beth's gone for a week. I'm laying down the law. And 
Bryn went to bed nice and easy and Maven started complaining and I was like, this is it, Maven. You've been, she's been manipulating both of us for a long time now. Now that she's learned that if she cries long enough, we'll come in and ask her what's wrong. We'll probably get her some water. If we're really desperate, we'll get her some milk. We'll leave. If that doesn't work, she'll say, she'll start screaming, I have to go to the bathroom because she knows that we'll come in that way. <laughs> <laughs> she'll start saying owie she, I'm like I'm in pain and so the first night I put I said good night I'm not coming in and I sat out there and I did not go in and she cried for two hours straight she didn't try to come out of the room she did the very beginning and I put it right back in and she stayed in there going daddy daddy that for two hours and then she said <laughs> I have to go potty and then she said I have to go poops and she I, she went through her whole book of tricks <laughs> and it was so hard to not go in there and I didn't go in there and in the morning she was really cranky and groggy she didn't sleep and then the next night I did it again and she started up but you could tell she had she was half as enthusiastic about crying and it lasted 45 minutes and still a long time. Yes. But I was like, but the third night, guess how much she cried? Zero, baby. Wow. And then my mom came and she put them to bed and I was here. She read them books, said, all right, good night. Closed the door. And neither one of us heard a single peep out of them for the entire night. That happened two nights in a row. And that's where we are now. A perfect wow. bedtime. A perfect bedtime. We'll see how that lasts when I get back. <laughs> no, yeah, they're going to go right back to the sense they know that they can get you, and they obviously do it to you worse. But I encourage you to, even if we totally revert, then do the, what I did again with me. Yeah, I'll try. I think she's going to be leaving the room more, but we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. What else? Okay, so I'm going to take a little break from the the kid update, and I want to ask you what's the what's the best thing that's happened to you on your trip, and what's the worst thing? Hmm. We've had a good trip. We had, I guess, the most um, sort of. I guess the one of the best parts was so we did the usual trip to Stingray City because every time you bring new people to the Caymans, you have to take them to this place where you feed the stingrays and you get to hold and touch stingrays in the ocean. And so we went with this guy, Dexter, who your dad likes to use. Captain uh, Dexter. Who's like a very Free sweet, blood. very sweet Caymanian guy, very lovely. And we had a really relaxing boat ride on his sailboat with a couple of other people who had, um, you know, paid to go. And on the way back, he was telling, he, they, they very nicely will pick you up from your hotel or condo or whatever and drive you to the boat. So he's driving us back to where we're staying. And he was telling us about how he, a couple years ago, got stage four throat cancer. And he got treatment and like it, it just treated it really easily. And he stayed positive and he was, and he was saying, uh, you know, ever since then, if I have a chance to see a sunset, I'll watch the sunset. And he just like loves his life. And he said, I told my wife, you know, if I die, I only want you to play one song at my funeral. And it's John Legend's All of Me. <laughs> and it was so funny because on the boat ride, he had played that song twice on the way back. And we were like, huh, interesting that he loves this song so much. But it, it's that song that goes, All of Me loves all of you and yeah. it's just a really sweet moment nice to be around someone who's really loving life um and you know this is captain dexter who's yeah he's no no stress he's almost every time i've seen him he's just in a speedo was he still in the speedo on <laughs> he the is not boat? he's not in a speedo it's uh, a shame the crying <laughs> shame um all right great you want to know the other big update um from parenting world Sure. So you know how last uh, week we talked a little bit. Uh, somebody wrote in, and I got their name. It was Jess. Thank you, Jess. He wrote in 
to recommend a book, One, Two, Three Magic. And uh, I read two pages of the book, and now I act like I'm an expert on the topic. Hmm. Um, Sounds familiar. Again, yeah. Again, I can't, I can't endorse or, or not endorse this book. But the big thing I took from it that we talked about was when trying to get your children to stop doing something that they shouldn't be doing, less talking, less emotion. Uh, so I've really been exercising this with Bryn. And also the third thing is setting up a clear or else, you know, punishment. Mm-hmm. And so I've done three little adjustments that have been very successful, uh, which is when he's doing something I don't want him to do, one, I cut out all attitude and all emotion. I have to tell myself that first because I, I realized <laughs> how much I'm putting on a like, I'm an authority listen I don't do it that bad but like there is an air of challenging him and that's the first thing he picks up on is that I am taking authority over you and he's immediately reacting to that energy and then here's nothing I say mm-hmm. so one I I keep it light and casual and matter of fact and then I explain it I say no and I explain it one time and then I immediately move on and if he keeps arguing and asking for more things, I stay silent. I don't say a word. And it's not always successful, but it's been pretty good. And he's had a couple little freakouts. You know, we're dealing with him hitting and kicking. And I now, you know, say if he hits, uh, I've changed the language, like no more alone time or timeout, we used to say. I now say what my parents always said, which is, um, you're going to have to go to your room. And I realized how much more of a literal threat that is. That like, you have to go to your room. He knows that that's punishment place. So I'm like, Bryn, if you hit again, I'm going to have to take you to your room. And it's matter of fact. And so if the first time I did it, he's like, well, I don't ever listen to you. So he hit me. And, I go, <laughs> and then I go, okay, time to go to room. And I pick him up and he's swinging and I put him in his room and I close the door And as we've mentioned, he, of course, knows that if he stomps on the ground, I will come back because the neighbor drives the neighbors crazy. So I have to stop him. So I come in and I go, if you stomp, I have to hold you. Uh, And so I pick him up and I put him on the bed and I have this I've discovered a very gentle way to basically have his legs under my arm and I hold his elbows flat and not squeezing his arms and I can just hold him. And then I just check out. And I show him no negative emotions. I say, I say, I love you. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to hold you, t- hold you till you calm down. And then I turn my face away and I try to look like, and I just look at all the toys in his room and I think about his toys and he can pick up on this energy that I'm not paying attention to him. I'm not like defiantly ignoring him. I'm just actually looking at what's in his room as I hold him. And he starts calming down. And then eventually I just let go and I leave. And if he jumps up and stomps again, I go, I have to hold you. And I do it again. So we had one really big one. And then the next day he hit me because he was upset. And I go, all right, well, if you hit me, I'm going to have to send you to your room. And he pulled his arm back to hit me again and literally froze. And I saw him think through the whole thing. And he's like, oh, I don't want that. And then he stopped and he put his arm down and he sulked off. And then he was fine in five <laughs> seconds. And I was like, this is a humongous victory that he understands the threat. If I say, if you do this, you're going to have to go to your room. And he didn't do it. Four hours later, he then did hit me and I had to send him to his room. Yeah. And then we went in there and then he stomped and I go, I have to hold you. And then I held him and he calmed down faster than he ever had. And he's like getting it. And this is, I have, I'm cautiously optimistic that we've turned a bit of a corner. Yeah. I've had some similar moments with him. I haven't necessarily been perfect about the no emotion part, but I do know if I'm restraining him for a half hour straight on any given night, then after that, he's less likely to have another meltdown because he's more aware of the consequences. Yeah. And I've also really been subscribing to, um, like once it's over, I don't talk about it. I don't do the like, Hey, you know, I love you. Right. Like let's be better next time. We ignore it. Like that doesn't help. 
It Did one, two, to- three magic tell you to say I love you while you were holding? No, no. <laughs> I told my I told my mom about this, and the parent, like my mom, who is the nicest woman alive, could be a bit of a bratty child when she was little, and like she had some freak out hit moments. And she told me that she had a very strong memory of her mom needing to like restrain her. And her mom would just hug her and say over and over, I love you, I love you, I love you. (laughs) As my mom screamed, I hate you, I hate you. (laughs) So I started, I did that to Brad. I think she, your mom definitely seems to get her patience with children from her own mother. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. My, My grandmother was the most calm presence. I never saw her upset. Ever. I'm sure she lost her mind at some point. She had seven children. Yeah. Uh, four four kids under age th- three. So uh, I, I FaceTimed your mom last night when she was watching the kids. And she, you know, she was asking how we're doing on our trip and stuff. And my kids, Brenda Maven, made no effort to talk to me over FaceTime at all. <laughs> Aside from <laughs> when your mom was like, do you guys want to say bye? And they were like, Bye. Love you. They literally kissed the phone, but they really could care less that I had been gone for days. This grandma really pays attention to that. <laughs> well, she had given them some sort of new ball or something, and they were very into that. And Oh, just, yeah. They love these balls. They were over me. Another um, funny thing is uh, Julia, who's here with me on this trip, um, and... Uh, left her daughter with Nick, who I believe you're going to have on later in this episode. You know it. So he's also been alone with a kid all week. And Julia told me that their daughter uh, fell off the bed twice this week while he was home alone with her. Because, you know, she does that annoying toddler thing where she wakes up super early and then you have to bring her into bed with you to get her back to sleep. But when you don't have two parents in the bed, this kid falls off the bed. But You're I, missing it, one of the bumpers. But it made me feel so much better because as listeners of this podcast know, that's something that's happened to me many times when you've gone out of town is having I, Maven fall off the bed. I wouldn't say many times. It would happen more like three times. It's happened at least twice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I forgive us. Um, <laughs> all right. Great. Uh, that's our that's our quick uh, update. Um, uh, and yes, later in the episode, we're going to be hearing from this this very Nick Canellis. This is very Nick. This very Nick. Uh, and we'll be right back. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. 
Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now it's time for a real quick segment called, you know what they said? This is where we share something interesting slash funny, insightful, beautiful, horrible, ugly, whatever that our children have said. And uh, it's time to once again specifically read from their journal. All right, Beth, you ready for this? I just have a few. I'm not going to read all of them because, frankly, some of them are boring. Um, But I think some of them are funny and I wanted to share. Um, Okay, so this is where we left off. January 15th. The question, this is from the Q&A a day for kids, three-year journal. Uh, January 15th, uh, this question posed to both Bryn and Maven. Uh, January 15th, if you could buy anything, what would you buy? And Bryn said, bananas, then ran away and then ran back to me and said, bananas, potatoes, that's it. <laughs> And then I asked Maven the question, and C said, potatoes, after Bryn told her to say potatoes. <laughs> Should be noted, Bryn refuses to eat potatoes. He Recently, he did eat some potatoes, though, right? One uh, time? <laughs> mm, uh, I, I think no. <laughs> um, okay, so ready for this? January 16th. I felt awful when blank Bryn no hesitation at the top of his lungs never (laughs) Maven said yeah Maven said who's this looking at an unrelated book (laughs) couldn't get her to pay attention that day all right we're gonna skip ahead January 19th how do you feel about babysitters which is very applicable because there was a babysitter this week Bryn happy because I saw them before I asked what do you mean he said I don't mean anything, Daddy. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Maven, <laughs> blank stare. I'm starting Were to think they excited? That, what? Were they excited to see their babysitter? Ecstatic. Yeah. They were very excited. Oh, and that's nice. so we have this really lovely babysitter um, who has come. And of course, I don't talk to people and I don't ask them questions. But of course, tw- tw- 10 minutes with my mom and I know more about our babysitter than I ever did before because <laughs> my, mo- my mom asked. Um, uh, great. All right. So I'm going to jump ahead again. Ready for this? This is January 26th. This is the last entry I have. I'm worried about blank. Bryn's answer was the word blank. After I explained to him what a blank was, he made a really worried face and he said, Blank. So he's worried about the blank itself in mm. the I'm worried about blank. Interesting. Yeah. And Maven said, what is on this? Worried about something on her Play-Doh. Okay. So I'm going to use that to talk about something really interesting that's going on, which is Maven has gone a little OCD cleaning crazy. You know that she really hates it when there's like little like gross things or feathers or dust on her fingers and she'll hold it out You mean like when she picks her nose and then holds it out to you, grossed out as if you're responsible for it? And you know what? We, based on our track record, we've shown her that we are responsible for it. (laughs) But even when she's got like a little bit of food or a tiny speck, she's like, "Uh, uh," and you have to get it off. And so yesterday she got like a, a, a baby, a wipe, a wet wipe. And she started uh, like wiping her legs and then she started wiping her face and then she came over and started cleaning the floor and then she came up and started cleaning the chair and then she climbed up and sat on top of my head to clean the light fixture and then to clean my bald head and my face and she she cleaned for no joke 20 minutes. Wow. I have to say I don't hate that. (laughs) I'm just hoping... It's not like a, it's a tormenting sort of OCD thing. Yeah, I think that they use baby wipes a lot at school as like a washcloth. So I think she sees them wiping things at yeah. daycare. Yeah. Well, you're going to come home to a real clean house. 
Um, so that perfect. Uh, and uh, that is you knows what they're saying. We knows what they're saying. Whatever this is called. All right, now it's time for listeners wanna knows. Uh, we so last week we talked about vaginas slash vulvas slash private parts and um names for private parts that feel kid friendly and boy a lot of you had opinions and you wanted to share um your names <laughs> for um um uh, female mm, you, you can't think of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we got a bunch of these. I'm going to read a bunch of them, but I'm going to read a, a big caveat. So the first person who wrote into us made a very good point um, that's like not funny at all, but uh, something we should all know. So I want to start with that, and then and then we'll hit the funny ones. Uh, so subject subject line is no parentheses with love. Hey Beth and Peter, love the podcast podcast real quick please 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 use anatomically correct words with your kids when talking about private parts more importantly please help me encourage other parents to do so i'm a counselor specializing in work with children who have been sexually abused and research shows that children who use um uh who know how to use words like penis, testicles, breast, vagina, vulva are much less likely to be abused. It is a huge protective factor. I think it is fine to uh, use private parts as a shorthand once this knowledge is established. One of the reasons has to do with how predators seek out vulnerable victims. If a child has no clear name for those parts, they are less likely to understand what has happened, to tell about it, to be understood, or even to be believed. If a child can say, don't touch my penis, that statement might startle an offender and halt their actions. Using cute or funny language and talking about private parts has an unintended side effect of telling our kids that we can't handle hearing those parts in a serious way, that they are shameful or that we the adults are uncomfortable with it. I know this is a bummer of a topic, but with roughly one in five children being sexually abused before they turn 18 is also important to talk about. Even, uh, even very involved and protective parents find themselves in my office. Uh, for a bit of levity, I once went to a training where we were each asked to write as many euphemisms for private parts as possible, um, mostly what we've heard in our jobs. Most of the names for vagina slash vulvar were weirdly and grossly food-related, with cookie jar sticking with me. I have since heard it from two other families. Uh, <laughs> great. All the best, Sarah. So, yes, I want, before we get dive into the, the fun of names... Um, that was something I didn't think about. And I think that that's a, obviously an incredibly good point that your kids should know what these real words are because it's important. And there's something to the fact that giving it nicknames really, if we're being honest, it's coming from a place of fear where we're like, oh, I don't want to say vagina in front of people. And that has a weird message that we should be ashamed of our bodies. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you to Sarah for that reminder. That was a nice, um, informative email. That being said, what do you want to call it? <laughs> there are a lot of names that are, it's usually, I mean, think uh, that are, yeah, weird, weird sort of food, uh, Oh boy, I don't know if we want to get that into it. Anyway, I'm gonna read the read the yeah. These well, I do. This was sort of is sort of related to one of my points in the last episode, which is just that your kid should have a name for it that other people will recognize yeah. as a name for it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, yeah, and Bryn Bryn knows those real uh, words, but we should definitely reinforce them. Like Maven hasn't picked up on them yet. Um. Brayden Maven just call her vagina. They both just call it her butt. Um, yeah. As we've been over. Anyway, this email comes to us from Jess. Hey guys, love the podcast. I've only recently binged every episode, so we're basically best friends now on account of me not actually seeing any of my friends because of this. Jess, you're our best friend. 
<laughs> Just you need to call your friends though, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. But based on this email, I I like you, so let's be friends. <laughs> Just listened to the Rock Lord and Pony Party app and wanted to weigh in on a cute names for private parts. We live in Australia, uh, and wiener is not a word we use at all. Uh, when we were kids, I remember having privates where my brothers had doodles. <laughs> we haven't kept this tradition with our daughter, however, who's two. And instead, we refer to her parts. I feel like I should have an Australian accent for to get the full effect of these names. Instead, we refer, we refer to her parts as JJ or Johnny, as in the JJ <laughs> of vagina. Johnny, boy, that is very fun to say. How's your Johnny? <laughs> I think these are cuter and a little more kid friendly than using anatomical terms, but uh, still region specific enough that people will know what she's talking about in the case of a problem with her JJ. Mm. Uh, uh, daughter is a little Bryn, so I am t- taking in a lot from your podcast in anticipation for future struggles. She's very strong, and I'm already very over having to physically restrain her. I <laughs> uh, also think I'm equal parts Peter and Beth, and so I love your quote-unquote debates because I can relate so <laughs> equally to each viewpoint. Anyway, just about our about to board our flight to beautiful Banff. Banff. B-A-N-F-F. Banff. Um, we adore cold holidays because living in tropical North Queensland means we never got a real winter. Beth would love it. North Queensland. Wow. I, I've got your dialect wrong, I'm sure. <laughs> Do you say? Well, I guess we need to go to North Queensland. Let's go. Joiny. JJ. <laughs> hey, Maven, how's your JJ? All right. I'm sorry, Australians. I've offended you. All right. This is actually a voicemail. Beth, somebody left us a voicemail. <laughs> we got a voicemail. Finally. Wow. This is exciting. But, and instead of, there's a reason I'm not playing the voicemail because, so when you leave a voicemail with us, it also gets auto transcribed through Google Voice. <laughs> and, um, it didn't understand the two the two vagina euphemisms that this woman used, so it translated it. I'm going to read what it translated it to, and then I'll tell you what it actually was. Are we going to listen to the voicemail? Uh, if I if I get to it, I got to pick up the kids. Hi, my name is Kate. I am from Southeast Pennsylvania, sort of in between Reading and Philly, and I just wanted to first of all. Use your voicemail because I've always wanted to do it, and I just, uh, uh, but I just didn't have much to say. But then you guys were talking about what names, uh, cute names f- for like vagina or vulva or anything like that. And I just wanted to share that my favorite cute, <laughs> this is where the autocorrect goes off, or the translation. I just wanted to share that my favorite cute memes for privates is Johnny or China. So yeah, just wanted to share that one with you. And then I listened to the voicemail and she said, Jiny or uh, she said, Jiny or Jina. Instead, it came out Johnny or China. But hmm. when I read it, I was like, that sounds viable. I, I believed it. <laughs> I was like, oh, you call it Johnny and China. Ch- my China. My G- My fine China. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, she had some fine China, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Stop it. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Boy, that was creepy. That was very creepy. Yeah. Not you, Kate, me. Um, <laughs> great. Well, we're going to start using those, even though that's not what you intended. <laughs> All right, two more. Ready? Josh says, hey, guys, longtime listener, first time caller. Love the show. I can't say I really learned how to be a better parent to my six and four year old by listening to your show, but it's always nice to know you're not alone in the wilderness of parenting and that other parents are struggling with similar issues you have. Another endorsement that tells us we're not helping. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, plus you guys make me laugh. Anywho, listen to your latest episode and had a couple of comments. First, we struggle with getting our kids to naturally want to, oh, oh. Um, there's a cool extra point in here. Well, I'm read it. This is not about vaginas yet. Um, wanted to, uh, struggling to get our kids to naturally want to join us on outdoor hikes and other adventures, which we talked about last week, which my wife and I are big fans of. And we found a good strategy for getting them excited about it. 
Try turning a walk in the woods into a treasure hike. Before we head out, we gather up some little trinkets and treats from around the house. Things like pennies, M&Ms, or jelly beans, or even little toys from their room. During the hike, one parent walks a few steps ahead of the kids and sneakily places the treasures along the side of the trail. Sounds silly, but it really motivates the kids, especially the candy. And they love it. Our older daughter is now even on the on in on the gag and helps to place the treasures for her younger brother. Only problem is now they expect to be treasures when there to be treasures whenever they're walking <laughs> in the park or pretty much anywhere. Second thing is that I thought you guys would get a kick out of the names that my wife's family uses growing up for boys and girls privates. Her mom always referred to vaginas as tamaki walks and penises as tallywhackers. <laughs> These names have not tamaki? really caught on, but I've always chuckled because if nothing else, they're fun to say. Keep up the good words. Stay strong. Love, Josh. I, he didn't say love. I keep adding love to emails. <laughs> Tamaki walks? I don't understand that word. I've heard tallywhacker. Tamaki walks. That's <laughs> It's too hard. I like this trinkets idea. I don't know that we have trinkets on hand to... <laughs> Uh, it really would be, I'm sure it'd be so fun. And then, yeah, then they would, Bryn would really expect it. The thing is nature kind of offers things of this nature, like seashells and seed pods. And you would, you would hope that that would be enough. You would hope. (laughs) All right. Last one. Here we go. Hi, Beth and Peter. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now, and I am up to date. And while I don't have children, and I was listening for more entertainment and preparation for future children, my husband and I recently found out that I am six weeks pregnant. Yay! Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Congratulations. Anyway, sorry for the off-subject name, but as I type this, I'm listening to Rock Lord and Pony Party, uh, (laughs) where you're talking about names for vaginas. Boy, people... People have opinions. My mom used to tell me this story of a little girl she used to babysit who always referred to her vagina as her monkey. Not saying that's the way to go, but there are definitely moms out there facing similar quote-unquote problems. Apparently, I I always used to call it Gina, uh, but I'm not sure if this was because I couldn't pronounce the whole thing or if that's just what my mom thought sounded better. Hoo-ha is one I've heard. (laughs) I didn't mean to hit that so hard. (laughs) Hoo-ha! Is one I've heard used a lot. Coochie is too. But the thought of hearing that come out of a child's mouth is not a good one. I don't usually write in about anything, but I couldn't help but uh, help it this time. Keep up the great work. Podcast is always one of the things I look forward to for my hour and a half drive to work. Best, Ashlyn. P.S. Since the subject says names for vagina, I might as well list some non-conventional ones off the top of my head. You might as well. That I've, that I've heard used around me. Not all of my own creation. There's no false advertising. Disclaimer, not for kids. Boy, she's going for it. Ready? Okay. Some of these are common. Some of these are not. And some of these are vulgar. So if you want to skip ahead 30 seconds because you're <laughs> lame, you've been warned. Beaver, clam, mound, flaps, bajingo, nuki, catfish, cooter, kitty, and tool shed. Tool shed, I got to say, makes me uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not comfortable using any of those with my children. No. But I understand that was not her intent. Um, <laughs> but what's your favorite one, Beth? My favorite? Um, I just uh, I just felt myself blush thinking about it. Why are we so ashamed? Well, a lot of those were just very cringy uh, in terms of, you know, the descriptive nature. I can't off the top of my head think of one that I enjoy. Did you did you do this in, I was health class in high school where for, in our school they, they split up the boys and the girls and for sex ed in high school, like day one, it was, uh, our teacher was this big guy. Uh, he was like, all right. All right, boys. And he writes penis on one side and vagina on the other. And he goes, let's get it out. Let's write down every name you've ever heard of for these two things. 
and we were all like so giggly and nervous. And then I'm sure people have done this and we got going. And I, at the time I remember it being like, this is the most revelatory day of school of my entire life. <laughs> I did have a teacher like that who was like, I'm going to say it now, get out your laughs. And then he was like, penis. And everyone went crazy. Yeah. Sixth grade. Our teacher made us all scream it together. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot more giggles for that one um great so what did we learn from this uh, use use <laughs> use the real names and to make sure that your kids know what the real names are and don't show them that you're ashamed of it i think what people are worried about is that their kids are going to repeat it but you know what educators like your teachers and other people can handle little kids saying penis and vagina uh, yeah. So that's a small price to pay for keeping your kids knowledgeable and safe. And then once they got it, then make fun ones. Like Tallywhacker. You know, like a Tamahawka Kwaki Mamaka. Or China. China. Forget it. <laughs> Everyone, uh, don't forget about those, Jiny, those Johnnies and Chinas. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go with Fine China. <laughs> We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now it's time for Would You Knows. This is where we posit a parenting hypothetical uh, to the uh, other and see what we would do. But <laughs> this is a very special Would You Knows because Beth is gone. She was, I mean, she's in the Cayman Islands and she has been and she's just talking to me from there. But for this, I have a very special guest. Uh... Oh, gosh, my best friend of the whole world. It's Nick Canellis. Hi, Nick. Hi, Peter. How's it going? What an honor. You know, what an honor. Yeah. Best friend, thank you. Yeah, my gosh, you didn't know. I, this is the first time this, I've said that out loud. This is really exciting news for me. Um, you're not even here either. Like, we can't even... We live in the same sort of uh, city, basically. Uh, I'm outside of it. But e even to record a podcast, we can't get together. Why? Because you've got a baby, too. It's true. She's not a baby anymore. How old is she? About 17 months. Holy cow. About? Like 17 is a number that you say about, right? Um, when do you stop saying months? I, I think when they're two years old, right? I don't know. When do, you, when do you? I think that's when I stop saying months. You say two and you start saying two and a quarter, two and a half. Uh -huh. um, so before we play this game, Nick, uh, you were also... Um, uh, I was going to say abandoned by your wife, but th that's that's not fair to them. Your wife also 
left town for a Caribbean vacation and uh, left you home with your one child, not two, one. Um, how has it been going without her, and how do you feel about it? Uh, it's been it's been great. It's been nice to have the you know time. I, I've missed uh, my wife. Obviously, it's always great to have her around. Uh, but I was, that was happy correct that she's getting that getting that time to you know rest a little bit and and do vacation stuff without thinking about uh, you well, know. Well, Nick, Nick, they're not listening right now. You can say how you really feel. All right, I am very happy. The thing is, got- <laughs> the thing is, no, that is I, I know that's how you actually feel because you're very considerate of people and you're nice. <laughs> God damn it! I, I will, I will say this. Um, I definitely, uh, Rhea has had a little bit of a cold, so I, uh-huh. she's woken up in the middle of the night, and I've let her come uh, into bed with me. Uh, so this is the first time she's ever fallen out of the bed. Oh, yeah. Uh, funny, funny you should mention that because we were just talking about that. Is that right? Uh, just? Just. Just with uh, my wife and I were speaking of it. Um, and she was very happy to hear that that happened because she's done that with Maven and it made her feel less like less a bad mom. Yeah. So it, thank you. It's something that's always really terrified me where I'm like, oh, my gosh, if she falls out of the bed, what happens? And she was completely fine. They they make them soft, you know. Yeah. They bounce. <laughs> yeah, well, evolution. Uh, I mean, I, I don't evolution. recommend letting it happen, but they. Who's who's the they you're talking about? Folks. Folks. Parents, you know. Us, I guess. Yeah. I'm talking about us. All right. Don't be so hard on yourself, us. Um. All right, Nick. Are you ready to play the game? I think so. Yeah. What uh, What do I need to know? What are the rules? Or I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a scenario, and you simply. Tell me, talk me through what you would do. And typically these scenarios are impossible. So <laughs> so good oh luck. Oh my God. All right. All right. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, okay. So um, it's, uh, it's four years from now. Rhea is, is nearly, I guess, almost six in this scenario. And you come home and you find Rhea in her room um, sucking the life out of a dog, a dog. And you discover now a dog. A dog sucking the life out of. Yes. Like how? You, how is she? There's there's blood all over her mouth, and you quickly realize she's a, a dog vampire. No, she's a vampire. She's just a straight up vampire. Oh, and she's already and she, doing dogs. It's, it's dogs instead of people. Well, she, she's coming into her own. Like she's developed. She's suddenly become a vampire. And she doesn't know what's going on, oh. but you know because you you love this. And how did that how did stuff. that dog get there? Oh, you know what? Later, once you start to figure out the rules of the mm. of her vampirism, okay, you realize that like she turns into a bat and she goes outside and like catches things and brings them back. It's like a really or strong whatever. a really strong bat that could defy the you know laws yeah. of nature yeah. and carry a dog. All right. You know what? I'm going to change it. <laughs> No, I get it. I'm being difficult. I'm sorry. All right, great. No, so, no, no, yeah, no. So this she's... is what the game is. No, this is what the game is about. Okay. You get, spe- you get specific. Oh, okay. Okay. So I change it. She's just, she's freaking strong and she opens the window and she jumps out and she finds a dog and like climbs back up the house and eats it. And then wow. she's, she goes, hi, daddy. And so you freak out and you realize, oh my God. Okay. And you try to keep it a secret, but as time goes on, you start to realize that her thirst is growing. So it's like Little Shop of Horrors. It is very much a Little Shop of Horrors scenario. Feed me, and Seymour. She, Feed me, Daddy. Okay. She's, But she's still your daughter, and she's afraid of what's happening. So she still has her soul, more or less, right? Oh, sure. It's still yeah, her. It, yeah, if souls were a thing. It's more of like um, a curse. She's got a little vampire curse. I wouldn't call it little. I'd call it a full-fledged vampire curse. Okay. All right. So, you know, you you debate with yourself, like, is she undead? Is she alive? It, it's semantics. It doesn't matter. See, I, I, I feel like I already would have done something a little different, which is I, I don't think I would keep it a secret. Like, why am I keeping this a secret? I think I would immediately want to tell science and the newspaper. You know, like, I would want to, okay. like, what's going Here, on? Here's why you don't. Oh, Okay. Because in that time, as you've been trying to keep it a secret, you realize that Rhea 
has eaten a couple of local uh, old folks. Murder has oh happened. Oh dear. So if you exposed her. So I find that out as soon as she, basically she kills the dog in front of me and then she's like, hi daddy, I also killed uh, two people. Uh, well, you were freaked out, and so you wait a few months, and then you realize she's what? murdered people. Point like, being, Nick, well, if you turn, just... if you if you expose her, they're taking her away from you. Ah, okay, okay. All right. And so she's still very much her, and she loves you, and she's smart and funny, but she's also scared. Okay. And so, as she gets older, you've realized that you have to. She needs her thirst quenched. Right. And if she doesn't have an adult to guide her, she's just going to run amok and you're going to be found out. Okay. Okay. So you have to keep this under wraps. Yeah. Okay. But you, you gotta, you're going to be helping with some form of murder. I'm basically an an accomplice. Yeah. If you, if you do your, so what do you do? Well, here's my first question that Rhea or you could maybe help me answer. Does it have to be human? Does it have to be fresh? Here's the thing: if you try to go animals, yeah. uh, If you try to go like rats, you're gonna need to you're gonna need to catch like 50 rats a day. What about like uh like a slaughterhouse? Like could would hogs blood work? Well, sure, yeah, but you have to find live hogs because you know vampires don't need dead blood. Okay, it's got to be live. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, but if you get a if you get a or a human? Yeah. A human lasts like four months and between and, feedings. And a larger animal, like say a cow, if I were able to... Nope, it's not about size. A cow lasts like four days. Oh, so something about the human's blood, there's more yeah. magic in it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I still don't believe in magic even in this scenario. I just want that to be clear. But you did just say yeah, yeah, when I said so it's magic blood and it seems that magic is the only way to... <laughs> Well, if the listeners don't know this, but we have a constant decade-long uh, argument about uh, basically whether things there's magic uh, or to, to things say, to be explained. To say that you don't believe in magic is to say you don't believe in mystery, to some to some degree. Okay, let's not get into this okay, argument because right, that's there is a humongous <laughs> difference between mystery right, and right, magic. Right. So, so, so what do I do? I uh, so at this point, I'm basically already an accomplice because this has been going on for a couple months. Just, yeah, but well, and they only she only killed a couple people, and honestly, they were like ninety five, and so nobody really questioned it. But you can see that this this could be a problem. Mm. Okay, so they've they had some full happy lives, and all right. Uh, so I guess so. Now, what do I do next? How do you what? Yeah, what do you do? Do you protect your ever growing, potentially evil daughter? How do you live? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I definitely will try to protect her. I don't think this is something that she's uh, doing by by choice. And, um, you know, I would want to make sure that I'm teaching her and having a lot of conversations about the value of human life and then, you know, letting her know that um, this is something she needs to do. And the less she does it, the better. But if she has to do it, she has to to do it, I guess. And then I become an accomplice for murder. And when they find us out, I say, get them, Rhea. And Rhea takes them out because she's got those powers. And we go, uh, I don't know, probably somewhere cold and snowy because it seems like that's the climate that would fit this type of scenario. And um, Okay, do you really think that a five-year-old is going to listen to... <laughs> if you're like, get her, Rhea. And she's going to be like... Well, do I really think a five-year-old is going to fly out a window and lift a dog in? And then while I'm like, oh my gosh, what should I do? She's going to be like, you also, I've also killed two people and you're a part of this. So it's a secret. Keep it a secret. Yes, that part you should just accept. <laughs> okay. But she's still behaviorally, she's still Rhea. You know, I'm going to change it. Okay? okay. All right. She's as old as she is now. She's 17 months wow. old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can't explain things to her. If you're like, go get the, get them. Right. She's going to be like, I want to watch Elmo. I'd say, I'd say hungry. Mmm. Mmm. Yum. Hungry. Hungry for people. For blood. Hungry for <gasps> blood. Oh, she's like, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll eat daddy. Oh, wait, why would she? Uh-oh. She loves me. Cause she's, you said she still loves me. She said she, she, Yeah, but she's still 17 months old and is hungry. Oh. She doesn't understand she's going to hurt you. So you have to put something between you and her fast. Uh, impossible. If she's strong enough, she just moved the thing between us. 
Anyway, what, I, 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 I mean, guys, is the question a chair? The first thing I thought of was a chair, then maybe a crib. <laughs> I don't know. She, she's big. She opened a window and <laughs> flew out of it. She, she'd move whatever's between us. She's not big. She's just vampire strong, baby strong. Strong, strong. I meant strong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And she's really good at jumping. She can jump like 35 feet in the air. Yeah, it's almost like she's flying. Almost, but it's a big jump. Yeah, it's like... I've often thought about that, that if I found out I could fly, I would keep that a secret and I would uh, enter the Olympics in like the long or high jump and like just jump far enough to break it to the point where I'm like, I don't think this will this record will be broken again. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you could fly, you, you would keep it you'd keep it secret just to be an Olympic high jumper? I think Why? so. For as long as I could, you know, something along those lines where it's like, whoa, that guy can you, really jump. And you're like, you wouldn't I'm show the world. <laughs> <laughs> Why? But you would tell people that your daughter's a vampire in I the original so. well, scenario. Yeah, because I would think. But I you would... wouldn't tell them people that you could fly. You keep that a secret. Well, I think so. I don't know. So the the vampire one, I think I would definitely tell because I would think like, oh, I don't know how to take care of a vampire. This is new to me, and I don't know like. Are you going to become a Twilight vampire? Are you going to be a True Blood vampire? What kind of vampire are you, Rhea? You know. So I would want to consult what, with other people. What kind of vampire would you want your daughter to be? Oh, Twilight. I mean, if for her own like well-being. So then she, the sun doesn't hurt her. She just sparkles in it. They're able to she, control yeah. their urges, so they do just, you know, drink deer blood or whatever. And yeah, I'd go that route. I gotta say that's a good answer. Yeah. But if, they, if she was a true blood vampire, then there would be synthetic blood around, right? That's the only thing I know about that show. That's true. It'd be like the Similac of blood. Yeah. Um, is it true that you used to watch that show and drink tomato juice at the same time for the... I did. It was right after I had uh, bed bugs and I had rats living in my wall. It was a really, uh, <laughs> really good time for me. I was downloading the show illegally and got a cease and desist, too, from HBO. So... <laughs> Good, good memories, good times. <laughs> oh, that was a fun time. It was well, Nick. Um, I've tallied the points, um, which we've never done in this game before. But oh, I see now that you've won the game. Congratulations! I knows, I knows. Fantastic. You knows. <laughs> would you? Would you knows? You would knows. Oh, fantastic. Well, Nick, thanks so much for filling in uh, uh, as my my temporary wife for the back half of this episode. Thanks for having me, best pal. And uh, where can the folks see you uh, perform live in the city and with whom? Um, oh, well, they can see me in a, a show called Trike with um, this other person every Saturday, every other Saturday at 9 p.m. at the Magnet Theater. Uh, have you heard of it? Yeah, I'm that other person. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Twist. Oh. Twist. Um, if you guys want to see delightful banter and character form like this, we'll come to that show. Just do it. Nine o'clock's Magnet Theater. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Peter. Bye. Right, bye. This has been We Knows Parenting for another week. If you'd like to reach out on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at We Knows Pod. Uh, check out our website, WeKnowsParenting.com. You can also send us an email at weknowspod at gmail.com if you have any questions, advice, comments, thoughts. Um, again, if you, uh, you can check out Trike most Saturdays at 9 p.m. at the Magnet Theater with me and Nick Canellis. Uh, the Story Pirates podcast new season is launching this Thursday. If you have kids or if you don't, check it out. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And oh my gosh. I think uh, uh, let's let's hope let's get Beth back safely and we will be together again next week for a new episode. I don't know how to end it without Beth. Bye. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration 
and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.